0: New York, big city of dreams. I'm coming straight out, out. New York, New York, big city of dreams. NYC. This is Jay Ellis for the Nick of Time Show. Here, give you that Knicks talk just in the Nick of Time. And you already know what time it is. We in Miami, and it's time to celebrate the Knicks win. The Knicks beat the Miami Heat. 122 to 120. And we are gonna talk about it all. Get into those stats. RJ Barrett likes when he sees red he goes to Miami and gives you 17 points, and shoots 53% from the field. Shot for RJ Barrett, Jalen Brunson, on one good ankle, gives you 25 points, eight assists, and two steals, and some clutch buckets in the fourth quarter. Fuck those shots for Jalen Brunson Emmanuel quickly when Brunson was limping going to the locker room he enters the game holds down the forts and drops 21 points and 3 assists the bus in the gun for Emmanuel quickly Josh Hart man even get into the action man Josh Hart didn't have a big scoring game but still gives you a plus 16 on the night hey the man, the myth, not Ryan G. Julius Randle gets in the game and says, wait, Jalen Brunson, you had a big game the last game? It is my turn. She gives you 25 points in the first half alone, then comes in and drops a 40-piece, all right? Gunshots with Julius Randle, gets you 43 points. Nine rebounds, three assists, a block, and a game winning step back three point shot. Who's mad? Is this the same man? I seen? Is this the man who I said couldn't perform in the clutch? Is this the man who I said needed to, 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 to bring the team home? He hit a clutch free throw. He hit a clutch fall away baby jumper over bam out of bio and a step back three to win the game. The Knicks overcome. Playing badly in the third quarter. In the fourth quarter. Overcome being out rebounded by the heat 11 or overcome <laughs> Jimmy Butler giving 20 free throws attempts, overcome it all and go on an eight game winning streak. The second and eighth game winning streak of the season. And did you hear what they said on MSG guys? This is the second and eighth game winning streak in the season that has not been done since 72 Seventy three season. Now wait a minute. What 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 significantly happened in three? Let's 73?
1: go. <laughs> Something happened big. I can't. Quite it's been remember. a long time. Did you? Yeah, do you guys yeah.
0: know what happened? Definitely. To you? Definitely. A championship season. I'm not. I'm not there. I'm not saying we win the chip. I'm not saying we win the chip. But it's significant. It's it's a big deal. The Knicks are top ten in offense and defense since you know since the infamous nine-man rotation. And listen, teams who win chips are top 10 in offense and defense. Not saying we win a chip this year. I'm just saying the trajectory this team is on is unbelievable. And we're going to talk about it all. Before we talk about it, shout out to FUBUTV.com. If we want to go to watch the Knicks for free for seven days, go to FUBUTV.com slash KOT, you watch, you watch the football TV, you watch the Knicks, you watch any sports channel you want, and this there's no real subscription, you can cut it whenever you want to if you decide to buy it, and if you decide to buy it, we get a cut, you get to watch cable, everybody's happy. Now, if you love the show and you haven't subscribed yet, I don't know what your problem is. You need to get on that bandwagon and like and subscribe. Also, we are 20, counted, 20 subscribers away from 8K, so... You no, know, join the family. All right. Join the family. And thank you for that simple chat, Nick's man in ATL. We're gonna get to you in a second. All right? But before we start the show, you already know what it is. I think Juicy, my guys. First and foremost is the man, the myth, the legend, the guy the stats and the facts.
2: Ryan G's in the building. Eight-game winning streak. Julius Randle is that guy. Yes. Let's go. Let's go. Nick deep in Miami. That's MSG South Two. We outside.
0: Yeah, we outside. <laughs> That's our other, other, other arena. Cause we got Atlanta, we got Orlando, we got MSG Two, which is the Brooklyn, and now we got Miami Two. Hmm. and okay. of course you already know this guy, man. It is the the Latin assassin. ESPN contributor posting and toasting contributor deadspin contributor and hey, you already know this guys is, is a co-host of the KT show one of them anyway my man Lee Escobedo what's going on Lee
1: I brought receipts y'all I brought receipts of tapes that I've made before this season and I've got a few new ones it's time for a hot tape Jalen Brunson best free agent sign in Knits history Josh Hart, second-best deadline acquisition after Kevin Durant. Julius Randle, top three MVP candidate this season. Leon Rose, executive of the year. IQ, six-man. Tibbs, best coaching season in his Knits tenure. Mitch. All-defense second team. 50-burger. The Knicks are going to the Eastern Conference Finals. We outside, baby. Let's go.
0: That's the window. That's the Empire State Building. I'm out. Lee's Lee's at the top of the (laughs) Empire State Building window, and he's jumping out there with no parachute, calling Eastern Conference Finals early
1: bing bong baby let's go oh my let's go wow y'all heard it here first
0: are you gonna leave awards for anybody else Lee? somebody else have to have an award you can't get all the awards all the awards go to the
1: Knicks I'm saving my coach of a year to see how my man does in the playoffs but I'm rooting hard for Tom Thibodeau the fire tip sign is way in storage back of a closet now, I'm not dusting that off until he gives me every damn reason to do so. I'm here to root for my team. He's part of a team. I'm on board. Let's go. Woo. Woo. That's,
0: that's, that's, that's a lot. That's a lot to unpack. That's a lot you just said it in the mouthful. Eastern Conference Finals. I'm not quite there yet, Lee. I'm not quite there. But you know what, Lee? I'm not counting us know. out either. I'm not counting us out. Let's <laughs> go. Bing
1: bong, baby. I'm not, I'm not
0: counting us out. I'm not saying book it. My ticket isn't bought, but mine is this team. The way they're playing, the way they step up, you already saw, you already heard top 10 offense, top 10 defense since the infamous switch made. There's other teams who do play that way as well, but we're right there in the mix, baby. You're right, we're right there. So, I understand the excitement. I'm not there yet.
2: I'll say this though, I'll say this. If the Knicks find some way to get to the three seed, definitely the Conference Finals. Let's, Let's go. go!
0: The three
2: if they, if, they, if they find a way to get to the three seed, definitely the Conference Finals. Because I'm telling you, Celtics are looking a little bit shaky. If, if Knicks play the way they're playing right now against the Celtics, I think they beat the Celtics. The
0: Let's three go. seed. So we not even talking about the four seed. We're talking about three seed.
1: Yeah, if the Knicks make th- if if Knicks can get to the three seed, I think it's the Conference Finals. J. Ellis, do you know how many games I have a three seed? We are three and a half. I
0: understand three
1: and a half.
0: We are streaking right now. We are stre- I ha- listen. The Cavs right now, they have an easier schedule than we do. I'm I'm leading. I'm gonna leave with that. I don't know what type of schedule the the, the ers have. I know the 76 is just lost, but the Cavs have an easier schedule than we do. So even the Six ers drop out, and the Cavs have an easier schedule. It can maybe fourth. I can see. I don't know. Third. I don't know. I I got I got I got, I, got, I got to collect my thoughts. I got to look what's happening with the schedule with those guys. Um, I do know one thing though. Our next team, the way we're playing. I think we're going to be doing our job. I think, like I said before, those teams who are on our tier, mm-hmm. who are supposed to be on our team be early, I feel like we're in this place where we can take care of those teams right now. And we just, and there's only a few teams that really worry me, the Denver Nuggets being one of them, This even the mm-hmm. Celtics being another one and a couple of others. But I feel like we have a shot to really uh, do some things and and not lose as many games as other people may say we are. That's that's where I'm at right, right now.
1: Let me, uh, it's been my dream to catch fire at this point in the season. We this is the perfect time for us to get hot. We are that our mentality and confidence is sky high. Yes. And it's actually it's making dividends on the court. On both sides of the ball. It's not just the players. Tibbs is coaching his ass off. Yeah. My man is sustaining leads, sustaining wins, and roping them all together for streets. My man is coaching his ass off. The guys are bought into his game plan on offense and defense. This team can beat anyone and go anywhere.
0: I agree. I agree. And it's funny you said that, Lee. Because I wanted to start this, conf- this this conversation with exactly what you mentioned, which is confidence, you know? This team believes. And something special happens when a team believes. When a team starts to believe, when things aren't going right, sometimes you still find a way to pull out a victory, even though, the way you play, you necessarily probably wasn't supposed to win that game. Like, to me, we did a lot of great in that first half. The second half, we were resilient in places. But there were certain things that I saw that made me go, we shouldn't be winning this game right now. You know what I mean? Um, and one of those things was I feel like defense was kind of laxed a little bit in the third quarter and to tell you the truth I didn't mention the game before but I felt that defense was a little bit lax versus the Nets as well and we were leaning on our offense a little bit too much and not really pushing the defense but what's happening is it could be a double-edged sword when you're so confident because you are on a seven-game winning streak, because you've been in these situations before, because you have a Jalen Brunson, because Julius Randle is shooting in his mind, sometimes when you're so confident, even when things go bad, that mindset will have you pushing to the good. And even I like what the coach did uh, with with the, the play calling at the end, having, Ju- having going small the last minute having Julius Randle versus Bam and shooting over him. I like the play calls and all that stuff, but the players have to be a little bit sharper. You know what I mean? To pull out these wins, but kudos to these Knicks, those still who showed the grit made, still made correct plays in certain spaces and had the confidence to pull off the shots and the things that they did today.
1: You know, what's unbelievable is that this team hasn't even reached its full capacity. There's another level this team could hit if RJ Barrett could get his game together. Yeah. And or Quentin Grimes finds his shot, this team could level up even more. And that is equally terrifying and exhilarating. Because when the playoffs come, and I said it last show, if one of them can average an efficient 20, we're going to the damn finals.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Ryan G, I don't know. I, I I don't want to take over because I cause, <laughs> I'm passing the ball. I already scored 20. Jalen <laughs> Brunson style. I'm passing you the ball, Ryan. You have anything to say?
2: <laughs> yeah. Um no, I mean I definitely agree with you. You know, Nick's defense did slack a bit, especially in the third quarter. that allowed the heat to get back into the game. Um, and, and it was the same thing in the Nets game. You know, the Knicks basically had two straight games for the third quarter. They came out a bit lethargic, especially energy. I like the fact that in the first quarter, they were pushing the ball a bit because Miami is a slow-paced team, and the Knicks were definitely pushing the ball, especially knowing that Miami is such a good defensive team. So I like the fact how they sped up the tempo in the first quarter. I think that contributed yes. to jumping out to an early lead because they were able to push tempo, you know, m- movement off the ball, get good shots, etc. cetera. And the, I think what happened in the, in the second half is they stopped pushing tempo and they started to slow down the game a bit. And then when they slowed down the game a bit, that allowed Miami to set their defense. And then when Miami's defense is set, they're really hard to score on. Yeah. So they got a lot of trouble scoring on Miami. And, and then, you know, even though Julius Ratton had a great game tonight, you know, Jalen Brunson had a decent game tonight. There, there were a lot of instances, I felt like, in the second half where they overdribbled a bit. Yes. They tried to force up shots. When he probably should have passed the ball, and 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 there was a few possessions where you know Julius Randle got the double team, and I felt like he was a bit too slow to pass the ball. Same, like it, you know, I felt he was a bit too slow to pass the ball too. So there were definitely things that, you could, that that you could pick, you know, pick at and be like, you know, the Knicks need to do better, you know, in those type of situations or in those game situations. You know, Julius Randle needs to, you know, be more aware to pass the ball when the double team is coming. But at the end of the day. Like you said, count, when the team is confident, it goes a very long way. And even though Miami was getting back in the game, and they were crushing Knicks towards the end of the game. You know, they, they came up with big shots. I mean, yeah. Brunson had that big shot, I think, with like about two minutes left in the game when he up to the basket. And I like how he duped the double team because he when he was driving to the basket, Miami, a Miami defender was coming from the strong side. Like he was coming from... He was coming to, like, kind of double Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson gave, gave like, a hezzy and kind of pulled yeah. the defender and made the defender, you know, go back to his man. And then he was able to go by him and got, and got that shot off the glass, which, you know, which was a big shot at the time. And also, like, the fact that, you know, Thibs usually – it's very rare when Thibs p- puts a lineup out there with no – Like with no rim protector, as in no Mitch, no Hardison. Like I I was very impressed with that last offensive. You know, um, that last, the last offensive, um, play where he sat Mitch and had Brandle out there as a five, and put him out there with you know every you know guys that can shoot the ball. So I thought I was very, it's very unThibs like I'll just say that, and and that pretty much led to Julius Randle, even though. That shot was just crazy because Julius Randle lost the possession, lost possession like twice. twice. <laughs> and, he, and, he, and he still put up the three and he still knocked it in. So I'm like, damn, but.
0: I was ready to throw my screen at him. I, this, and, th- and this is what I'm talking about. When you. <laughs> he. ran already turned the ball over like a play before. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> so for that thing to happen where they poked the ball away twice and he's able to hit a step back three. I did not like that process at, at all of how that shot got off, what play was run. I mean, granted, you know, we lost a timeout because, you know, the coach challenged. Uh, a challenged a, a, a man quickly foul with under a minute to go to Tyler Hero. We lost the challenge. We lost the timeout. So we, le- we were left to our own devices. So I did not like the process of how Julius Randle got that shot it felt out of the flow. But when you're that talented and you turn the corner like Julius has, you can take that shot and make that shot. And I give him all the credit for making that shot. And I give him all the credit for not just doing that, but making the free throw, cause I've been getting at him for missing free throws and clutch moments. And it seems like that mental health part of Julius Randle's brain, where he's over worrying, overthinking. It seems like that part is figured out and I'm happy that that part is figured out. Man, what a game, what a, what a game. Hey, hey, Salute to the chat, I have more to say, but we got so many Super Chats, I wanna get to y'all guys. Yeah, y'all came out swinging, all right. 9.99 Super Chat from Nick Fan and ATL. Not much, but I appreciate all you guys do. Keep up the great job, Kot, all day. Go Knicks, four c coming third next. Nine ninety mm-hmm. nine, not much. Listen, man, we'll take that. We'll take that today. Oh yeah, man. that's that's enough. We appreciate you. We appreciate you. All right, two dollar super chat. The echelon. He hits you with the jabs. The little two dollar super chat. Bow bow bow. He gets, shout out to you. who says, Nick's looking to rob White Castle, taking all burgers. He's calling the 50 burger. He's calling. Shout out to Ash, man. Shout out to Tony Banks, who does a $15 Lee. super chat. Says, Open the window. Tony Banks <laughs> is jumping out the empire with Lee.
1: Let's go. On. Me and on <laughs> flying through the sky, bro.
0: The sky to the sky. And Lee. 499 super chat from John John Baines. He says, Lee gonna make me jump out the window actually now. and lead defense by Heat tonight. Still one. Let's go, Knicks. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Woof! This game got me so excited. And, and, and you know why I like this game, guys, too? Because of the playoff intensity. Yeah. Because this is kind of a peak where we have to look forward to in the playoffs, right? Because the this, the, the heat has been stumbling But they still have that extra playoff gear That they, they brought forth in the second half And Butler is a dog Like he almost beat us by himself Between the foul shooting And the offensive rebounding. I'm kind of surprised Like he almost beat us by himself But this is, this is what we have to look forward to Jalen Brunson getting doubled Because they did it to start the game You know trying to get the ball out of Jalen Brunson's hands and making somebody else beat us that's what we're going to have to look forward to in the postseason you're going to see that a whole lot more and on top of that what you're probably going to also see is people trying to get Jalen Brunson on their best offensive player and try to ISO him so be prepared for all that stuff to happen in higher capacities in the playoffs, which is kind of why I like that game because we got to see how we we'll react with longer doses of that. And if Julius Randle keeps this confidence up, um, we'll be fine because he hit threes to start the game, he kept that confidence in the fourth quarter, and we was able to pull it through. So I think we'll be fine. This little thing is to clean up here and there, but all in all, um, I like. We'll be fine because unlike the Hawks, when we played the Hawks in the playoffs, you know Julius Randle was able to take advantage of the attention that Brunson was getting and be able and was able to iso on Bam Adebayo at the end of the game. You know what I mean? Or able to get open pull up pull up jumpers in that midi area. So in that aspect, it will help us. So hopefully we we take some things right now and we put it in a memory bank and we'll carry that to the playoffs. I don't know if you guys have anything to
1: say. There's two reasons why I'm confident and not scared of us going to the playoffs this time, even though in the rearview mirror is that god-awful five-game smacking of the Hawks by the Knicks in 2021. I'm not scared. Here's my two reasons why. Mm -hmm. One, Tom Thibodeau. The man has been in the NBA for about 15 years as a head coach. He's got a 5-7-2 win record. Tib supporters, they tout that around. They, they wave it in there, They put it on a the sign. They wear it on a shirt. But he's got a four ten winning percentage in the playoffs. And he is doesn't, to me, doesn't strike me as somebody who wears those shirts or waves that, that, that flag. He wants to win in the playoffs. And he, I think he's geared in to turn things around in the playoffs and change that winning percentage for him with the Knicks, his dream job. And I think that this – his best season coaching with the team in a regular season is going to carry over into the playoffs. I think he will continue to adjust. He will continue to change when he needs to. He'll continue adding new wrinkles. I've noticed a drop coverage getting a little bit deeper, which when he does that kind of makes a little sense because what's a very improbable low percentage shot, a 15, seven foot, 17 foot floater or mid range jumper. And also being surprised that you have that open space. The players are like, Wow. And usually it's a brick. It's a, it's a, it's a low uh a low arc brick toward the basket. And he's starting to do that. I've seen Hart and Mitch, they're dropping, but they're dropping really deep to ensure that no layoffs are being done, but they're giving up the 15, 70 foot floater, which is a really improbable low percent shot. I love that move. Second reason. This team wants to change the perception of the LOL Knicks. They're young. They they remember the time. They know the if they remember a little bit of Anthony, but that Phil Jackson era. That Steve Mills era, it it tastes disgusting on their tongue. And they know that Knit fans are desperate for reverse of fortunes. And IQ said, when we got drafted, Obi called me up. He said, let's turn this thing around. That, that's a galvanizing thought throughout that locker room. Not just from Mitch and, and Obi and RJ, all the way to Brunson. That's why he came to New York. He wanted to play for, for Tibbs. He wanted to turn this thing around. Julius Randle signed with us. When no one else wanted to, he came here to help the Knicks. Those are my two reasons why I think this playoff is going to be different. These guys are going to play with each other. And we're about to see, we possibly are going to see a repeat of 1999. Hmm. Maybe we're different indeed. you going
0: 1999. If you guys don't know, 1999 season, it was in the, the Knicks went to the the actual finals, actually. Not even the Eastern Conference finals. That was the actual finals. Um but that was a miracle season because we were 8th place at the time. I don't know if you have anything to say, Ryan, because I can get some stuff off, but I'm going to let you go.
2: I think Knicks are going to get at least a fourth seed. They're passing Cleveland. And, and we see Cleveland later on, and we match up well against Cleveland. I'm pretty sure Cleveland don't even want to see the Knicks in the playoffs. I'm pretty sure of that. That's,
0: that's a fact.
2: And then the number three seed is in, is in reach as well. And to be honest, Philly's a tough team. I'm not going to lie about that. Harden. Good player, even though he's he's up in age, he's still a good player. Maxi, good player, and beats a good player. But I but I've I watched the Sixers play as well, man. Like the Sixers, the way the Sixers are playing at the moment, I feel like if the Knicks go up against the Sixers, they are beating the Sixers as well. Yeah. The, the Sixers are playing at the moment, and the Sixers don't and the Sixers really don't scare me. I feel like if the Knicks keep streaking like this, Shame. they're going to get the three seed as well. Because the Sixers are up and down right now. This really the, the only team that's really hot in the East right now is the Bucks. the Bucks. Yeah, that's the only team, and that's the only team right now that I actually fear in the East. I think every other everybody else in the East can be had. Yep. That's why I'm saying I feel like if the Knicks can get up to the three seed where they can, where they can avoid the Bucks, because I think the Bucks are gonna get are gonna get the number one seed. I think they're gonna get that. Seed. Yeah, I, I think you can guarantee the Bucks are gonna get the one seed. If the Knicks can find their way to go up to the 3C where they can avoid the Bucks to the Eastern Conference Finals, I think the Knicks have a legit shot. I like a legit shot to get to the Eastern Conference
1: Finals. I Amen. Woof. Man, I, I want to add to that. If they can avoid Milwaukee, if Milwaukee gets beat by Boston or Philly, they're going to the Finals. And I agree. Think it. I agree. Think it. I agree. Woof. If they play the butts, I think the butts beat them. But if they can Man. avoid the butts. The New York Knicks will be in the NBA Finals this season. Man, Lee,
0: when Lee got to if you don't know, if you have not watched KOT show, you don't know the personalities of everybody. Ryan G is usually the conservative one. All right. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to us, it's usually usually me and Ryan G are a little bit more conservative than Lee when it comes to our our takes. I don't know what's in the water and the air, but Lee has pulled Ryan G along with him to the Eastern Conference Finals. Take I'm the last one to go. I don't know, man. <laughs> like I said before, like I said before, anything can happen. The way this team is playing, I'm not booking it. But the way this team is playing, the way the East is looking right now, anything is possible. Anything is definitely possible.
1: I'm not making blanket takes. There's a caveat to every take that I make. We have to avoid Milwaukee in order to reach the finals. If we face Milwaukee, we're going to lose. I am not so delusional that I think we can beat the, the butts who have it, a 14-game win streak, a chip in their back pocket, and the best player on planet Earth and Giannis Antetokounmpo. I, I don't believe that. Right. I think we will lose to them. But Boston, Philly, Cleveland, Brooklyn, Miami, as Ryan G. elderly put it, barbecue chicken at this point.
0: Oof! I, I hear I'm, I'm going to hap- see what happens. The one thing I will say, though, is, is about the coaching. Tom Thibodeau has done a phenomenal job and I feel like there's been like increments of him improving throughout the yes. season and like you did say Lee, he's ha- he is having his, pes- his best coaching job of the season right now. We've complained about him a lot from beginning to end. We, we complained about, listen, he benched Evan Fournier completely, he, he DMP Derrick Rose. At uh, the beginning of the season it was ISO Brunson a lot. We were complaining that they weren't cutting off ball enough. I remember saying on this program, man, the way I, I when the way Brunson ISOs, if you move off the ball a little bit, he's gonna find you. Like, and that's happening right now. We complained about drop coverage from the three-point line. That's happened. We complained about adjustments being too slow. I remember KP going off. For 19 points versus the Wizards in the first quarter. Then all of a sudden, he didn't score anymore. He adjusted in game. Usually, watching Tibbs, it'll take him like a half to adjust or a game to adjust. But he he he's doing things faster. So Tibbs out of timeout plays are better. Everything mm-hmm. from Tibbs seems to be getting gradually better as the season goes on. And I don't know what's happening. I don't know if somebody's in his ear. I don't know what's happening, but I'm glad it's happening. Uh, It's funny because the Knicks still run the second highest ISO heavy offense in the entire NBA. But we have guys who are really good at ISO and they've gotten better at reading and reacting. Uh, So, So these are the guys. These guys are really tailor-made for Tibbs' system and it's making him look even better within his growth. And it's just all clicking. It's all clicking together at the same time. I still wish that we can run a little bit more than ISO sometimes. But listen, what we're doing is working. What we're doing is working. And to tell you the truth, sometimes in the playoffs... People run a lot more ISO in the playoffs for the most totally. part. Even though I, me personally, I want to see more imaginative offenses. People do run more ISOs in the playoff. The one other thing I will say, and Tips is starting to do this a little bit later too. I would like to see him pick and choose which ISO works best for him. At least that's what I was saying in the first half of the season. But he's doing that more too. Like... I feel like he's hunting switches now that benefit us more. So, I'm starting to almost run out of stuff to critique from Thibodeau, to be honest with you. The only stuff I only like, the only thing you can say, uh, play obi Moore a little bit. <laughs> but Randall is a legit MVP candidate. So, what more can I say? Like Jay-Z said, I like Thibodeau was growing, man. <laughs> he just is. He just. Yeah.
2: And I do want to address some comments in the chat because because people are. I see a couple people trying to you know get on us get on us saying that we can't get past the Celtics, we can't get past the Sixers. As Jay Ellis said, I'm one of the more yeah. conservative. I'm one of the more conservative people on this whole podcast. Like I'm the one who usually errs on the side of caution, but. I like, I watch ball. I, I don't just watch the Knicks. Watch the Celtics and how they're playing lately. Watch the Sixers and how they're playing lately. And watch how the Knicks are playing lately. Sometimes when you go into the playoffs, sometimes it not matter who's hot at the moment. If the Knicks carry this momentum into the playoffs with the way the Celtics are playing lately, the Celtics just blew a 28-point lead tonight to the damn Nets. Mm.
1: They
2: just blew a 28-point lead tonight to the damn Nets. Six has been up and down. I'm not saying it's a definite, but there's definitely a chance. But the way those teams are playing right now, and the way the Knicks are playing, I can definitely see the Knicks upsetting either team. The with the way the Knicks are playing right now, and the way those teams are playing right now. Right now, the way the Celtics are playing, and right now with the way the Sixers are playing, none of those teams are scary right now. None of them are scary. They're beatable. That's all I'm gonna say.
1: And you know what? Uh the teams that are At our level in the standings and above us, we had the best head coach. Yeah. The best. I I take Tibbs over Doc. I take Tibbs over Missoula. He's never been in the playoffs before. He's never coached in the playoffs before.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And listen, man. I, I, I I already said, to me, I know it sounds crazy, but. I feel like we match up better with the Celtics and the Sixers personally because of the Joel Embiid thing. But like you said, the 76ers are kind of sputtering right now. And listen, we had some tight games with the 76ers, some tight games. And I remember the Christmas Day game where, you know, we really we lost because we were playing drop coverage on two shooters and that made no sense. We didn't do that the game after that. You know, Tom Thibodeau adjusted the game after that. You didn't see drop coverage when um, James Harden and who's that got Yang ran pick uh pick and pop. You didn't see that anymore. You know what I'm saying? For one and show. Shout out to my internet. It was acting crazy right now. <laughs> oh
1: my. Sheesh. You know, I I know Joel Embiid. I mean, he he's my number one pick for MVP uh, at the moment. I know they're scary because of him, but the offensive force and defensive force that he is um, at at the center position. But, man, let's not forget we got Mitchell Robinson. Behind him, we got Isaiah Hartenstein. Behind him, we had Jericho Sims. We don't have, like, Michael Doliak coming off the bench. We have three, maybe the three best center rotation in the NBA. It's solid as hell. And I'm not saying they can stop him, but they can put bodies on him. They can do different things on offense to make him, him guard them as well. All three are super strong rebounders. Combined, to give us the best rebounding advantage in the entire NBA. I like their chances, and that Philly roster is thin and weak. They had no bench. We had a bum for a coach. They had a washed-up second star in Harden. he's nice. He's very nice. He might actually be their second-best player right now. But after that, the drop-off is steep. Tobias Harris, he might give you 17 a game, but it's an inconsistent 17, and it's an inefficient 17. After that, it's single-digit scores in De'Anthony Melton. They don't have an IQ it,
0: off the
1: yeah. bench. They start I, them. They don't have one off the bench. They don't I have agree. grimes.
0: They I agree with that.
1: Everything you just they said. Have a heart.
0: I'm sorry. Keep going. I mean to cut
1: you off. No, I'm done. Okay.
0: Now, I agree with everything you just said. My, my whole thing is Joel Embiid and foul drawing. Joel Embiid and foul drawing in the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Like, you breathe Joel Embiid's air, you're getting a foul. Like, that's the way the refs really call him. And in the playoffs, it's probably going to be that times 100. So, I understand we have Mitch. I still feel like Mitch is a force. Um, The weight he's put on, the length he has, he's our best defensive weapon. Might be the best defensive weapon Um, one-to-one in the East versus Joel Embiid. But... Even with that being said, you know, it's still kind of rough because of that that foul line whistle. Like, he's very crafty, and he can easily foul, get him in foul trouble, and then we're kind of, you know, struggling a little bit. That's why I always say, I always go back to, dang, Jim and B can really kill us. You know what I'm saying? So that's all I really have to say. About that. Now, everybody else, I agree. Like, we can kind of take, you know? Harden, I'm not that scared of Harden. I'm not that scared of Harden. I don't, I'm scared of Harden in regards to Joel MB, James Harden picking rope. That's why I'm scared of Harden. I'm scared more of his playmaking. But I'm not all the way scared of Harden. I might be a little bit more scared of Maxi scoring because I still feel like Maxi has a gear. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I don't know. That's just me. That's just me. And I still I want to talk a little bit about some of go ahead. Go ahead, Ryan.
2: No, I was just, no, just saying that, you know, you do have some valid points. You know, like, Embiid is the worry. I, to me, Embiid is the main worry. And, and, you know, if the Knicks were to go against Philly in a playoff series, Embiid would be the one that you would have to worry about. But I do think that – and Maxi, too, because Maxi could be a microwave sometimes. You know, sometimes yeah. you can get hot. But I don't know. I'm just going by the way the teams are playing at the moment. And I feel like if the Knicks can if the Knicks can bring this momentum into the playoffs and the way the Sixers are played, and the, and the way the Sixers play up and down at times, especially as of late, I do feel like the Knicks have a chance. But yeah, MB, but you yeah, I mean you make good points. So MB would be a worry. And Maxi, you know, is like that, that dude could be a microwave at times.
0: You know what I will say? Um Emmanuel quickly, man. I've been saying this for a while. I I really want Emmanuel quickly to make get more opportunities to make more decisions in end the game scenarios. Like I would really like that. Um, today I might as well say it. When it comes to the man quickly Man quickly today Has Let's see What did man quickly have today
2: 21 points
0: Yeah 21 points on the night 3 assists I don't know when it, 3 pointers 5 or 9 from 3 7 and 11 from the field 60% It was a minus 1 interestingly enough Probably because of the fouls But to me, Emmanuel Quickly is officially to me the the third best player on the team.
1: Yeah, I agree. You like agree.
0: it's not even like a thing anymore. Like I know he's coming off the bench, but he's the third best player on the team. Because I started to get that pit and gut feeling when the game was on the line and Quickly was on the bench.
1: Same, I did too. And RJ was out there. Yeah, yeah, I did too.
0: I started to get that pit, that pit and gut feeling. And you know, RJ had a great game today. You know what I mean? So I don't want to like, I'm not pissing on RJ today. RJ had a great game, but when it comes, when I'm thinking, when it comes to playoffs, and it comes to situations where they're trapping, because you saw what they did today. They they got the ball out of Brunson's hands as fast as humanly possible and tried to have us ISO Julius Randall having another ball handling quickly in those situations would be so huge. And even having him have the ball in his hands sometime in that situation would be huge. Um, he's not
1: only our third best player. I think he's also the player that plays the best with the, the most teammates. Right. He plays seamlessly no matter who else is out in the court. More than anyone else.
0: No. Yeah. You say you want to say something, Ryan? No I, I, no,
2: I was just going to add that, you know, I agree that having quickly on the bench late in the game did kind of turn my stomach a bit, you know, especially knowing that they had RJ Barrett on Hero, and Hero was pretty much killing us from three. You know, Hero was getting his buckets, so I was kind of concerned about that. Mm-hmm. And then there was like another play that kind of like pissed me off too. And I think it was a, I forgot who set the screen. I, I don't know if it was Bam who set the screen or if it was another player who set the screen, but then, but they, but the guy set the screen, then Hero got, Hero ran off the screen. Barrett, Barrett got beat and then left Mitch in a two on one situation where Mitch had to like guard Hero, go into the basket. And at the same time, Bam, Bam, Atabaya was open by the damn basket and Hero just threw it up and Bam got the alley hoop. Like, right there was situations like that that I looked at and I was like, why dibs have RJ Barrett in the game right now, especially when the game is close and we need, you know, more defense on the court. But yeah, like I, I, I still think RJ Barrett's ceiling is higher if he can get it together. Like I do think he could be, a, I, I do think overall, RJ, could, RJ Barrett could be a better player than Quickly, but if you're going to, if you're going by the way both players are playing at the moment, yeah, Quickly's pretty much the third best player on the team.
0: Yeah. And, I'm gonna even give Barrett some bail too, cause like Barry was playing good defense pretty, pretty much for uh, most of the game. You know what I mean? He didn't have to. He didn't have to really guard you well, except for the, the the two fouls in the beginning, which to me, I don't know. Like some of the fouls were kind of ridiculous. Um, but learned, earned a lot. I learned earned a lot of those foul calls, but the two fouls early on on Barry, I didn't exactly believe. But for the most part, though, he he gave you energy. He gave you effort. He was alert on defensive end, with the exception of the play that that Ryan G talks about. And also, I like the way he finished today. He seems to like to play basketball versus Miami. He's able to finish over the top. He had the touchback. I liked his game today. So I don't particularly blame Tiz for playing him after the game he's had today, especially because he sat in RJ. For a lot of fourth quarters and a lot of close games lately. Um, so when you when he has a game like that, I can see him wanting to go back to him. That still doesn't change that feeling that I like quickly over RJ at the moment. But I can also say maybe he felt more comfortable with having more size than RJ on hero. I can maybe that could be the argument to do it as well.
1: Just lit yeah. up an interesting stat in terms of isolation. Dallas is number one. The Knicks are number three. The Philadelphia 76ers are number two.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Dallas number three. So I thought we was the second best. I guess we're third best. All right. I mean, third highest.
1: And uh, yeah, the, the Knicks are third highest Mavs are first Philly second. So Philly actually ISOs is more than we do.
0: I mean, that makes sense between James Harden and Joel B, that actually makes a lot of sense yep, yep. and they're they're, they're that the seat. second and these are like old school coaches too like it's funny Tom Thibodeau and Doc Rivers they're they're that mindset get the ball in the pan of your best players as many times as possible Mike Woodson low-key was kind of like that too because people were complaining about Mike Woodson um playing too much yep. iso too but um but yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. I would like. What are the top offenses? You know what? Who has the top offenses? Offenses in the Philly. league.
1: Philly's above us.
0: In offensive rating.
1: Yes. They're like one spot above us. Hmm.
0: Interesting. Because uh, right oh, now, sorry. I think we had. I think we were number three the day before. As of there the are, Nets
1: game, I believe. They're a spot above us on overall net rating. Offensively, we're number four. They're number eight. Defensively, they're number eight. We are number 15. Mm. And then overall net rating, they're number six. We're number seven.
0: Got you. Got you. And now that, that coincided with Mitch. That drop off coincide with Mitch. Um being injured for sure.
1: For but sure. if you start looking at the data on December first, around the time the rotation change happened, the We're Knicks surpass them in all three metrics. Overall, offense and defense.
0: Wow. Woo. That makes sense. I mean, listen, that that, fe- that feeds more fuel to the fire that if faced in the playoffs, we have a shot to beat them. That's for sure. Uh The only thing is, the only thing I will say is, play all time is all about, it's all about confidence and being there before and being locked in. Because this is another gear. There's certain certain players who turn it on in play all time, and Joel Embiid is definitely one of those guys. I do feel like the Knicks got shell shocked because a lot of the guys was their first time being in the playoffs. So maybe this time some guys will be more comfortable with it. It won't be as shell shot. And maybe we'll be able to lean on Jalen Brunson's experience a lot more. But the playoffs are different from regular season. Hopefully we adjust, man. I, I can't wait for playoff time. I want to skip. Can I just skip to April already? <laughs>
2: yeah. Facts. I'm ready for the playoffs.
0: I'm ready. Ready. I'm ready, man. I'm ready. I'm ready for the playoffs, man. Like, all this hypothetical. Because we're going to be talking about players for like 18 games, 16 games.
1: <laughs> Facts.
0: <laughs> oh man, yo! Salute to the chat, man. We jumped out the window early. If you're feeling the show so far, hit that like button and subscribe button. Uh, shout out to Noel Vasquez. Uh, shout out to Nick Yak. Shout out to Pics for Timmy. Shout out to S Parker. Everybody else, Alexander, everybody else is rocking with the show. Shout out to you guys. If you like the show, hit that like, and subscribe. We're here after every game talking Knicks basketball and guys, if you see any questions you want to see answered in chat, let me know too. Maybe you can point them out. Um, but yeah, like I feel like, but shout out to the C man. We're, we're going in the, the right direction. I already talked about Manuel quickly I already talked about, uh, Julius Randle and Jalen Brunson. Shout out Corey Lee Queens in the building, I see you. Josh Hart, too, man. Josh Hart is still a force to be reckoned with. He was a plus 20, highest plus minus in the game in that first half. Instant fast break. One-man fast break. Pushes the ball up the court. Plays dynamic defense. Couldn't really solve Jimmy Butler today, though. But when it comes to playoff time and who we can rely on, that's another tick for us where I, I think Josh Hart is really going to help us in the playoffs, especially in crunch time. I'm really trying to see... In, a, in the playoffs, I want to see who gets these minutes in crunch time because that's going to be telling. Who Tibbs really trust. I suspect Josh Hart is going to get a lot of crunch time minutes in the playoffs. All right. Me too. I see somebody asked... How would Julius Randall handle Mobley in the playoffs? How will Mobley handle Julius Randle in the playoffs is the question. Really. <laughs> <laughs> Mobley's going to get handled. I'm sorry. Yeah, he is. He's I getting mean, handled. He's definitely. I, I'm not worried about no Mobley in the playoffs. I'll tell you that right now.
1: I, I mean, I, I think he's a future superstar. From, from my point of view, he's one of the best young players in the league, but he's inexperienced. Mm-hmm. I, I, he, I think he's going to get cut. And I think Allen will get cut by Mitchell too. I think that's just that's a great matchup, uh, defense against defense. But the Knicks' offense is just too, it's too much for them. They don't have to cover way too much Defending defend the guards and defend the paint. It's because their backcourt is weak defensively. We're just gonna overpower them, in my opinion. Their bench is trash. Our bench is really strong on both sides of the ball.
2: And I mean, I mean, I don't know if Noel's been watching the Knicks against Cleveland Cavaliers this season, but Cleveland struggles against us. Yep. they don't match well against the Knicks.
1: They don't.
0: They don't. I agree. That's the team I'm still the most confident in. And shoot, if we end up... Listen, ultimate bragging rights for this New York Knicks if we end up getting the fourth seed. If we end up getting the fourth seed for real by the end of the year and we didn't trade for Donovan Mitchell and then on top of that, we end up beating him in the playoffs... Do you know what type of statement that's going to make for this team? Huge statement. All the LOL Knicks takes will be going out the window. And we'll be so perfectly set up. To build a great team after that. Come on, man. Like, if that happens. I'm telling you. Trade season, free agents, disgruntled free agents. In New York and MSG, knocking down our door. I'm telling you. Yep. Yep. Telling you. Don't let us overtake the Cavs and then beat them in the playoffs. Don't let that happen. And I'm going to be so annoying if that happens. I apologize in advance to anybody who follows us on Twitter. All right.
1: I mean, hell, I'm already annoying. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot. And
2: I think, I think Jails forgot the most important thing. Oh. If the Knicks end up facing the Cavaliers in the playoffs and knock them out, you already know who's going to be outside. Who? Leon Rose. He's definitely <laughs> going to be outside.
1: <laughs> definitely going to be outside.
0: On them phones.
1: That's a set segue. Something I wanted to talk about. It's one of the things I dropped in my introduction. I just finished a piece on it actually for Sports not I submitted during the game. I think Leon Rose deserves executive of a year.
0: I think it's a it's a strong case to be made. I have to think of like everything that happened this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. First thing, sometimes the best moves you make is the moves you. Didn't make Agreed So first executive Of the year move didn't make Not giving Donovan Mitchell away And giving away our death And succumbing to the pressure Of the media And, and this is why this guy Doesn't take interviews <laughs> You know what I'm saying Because yeah They're gonna spin it No matter what he says let me, I'm gonna just do my job And I'm pretty sure he'll just show up sometime in the summer and be like, I told you. But you know what I'm saying? That's one thing. Second thing, you always got to think who are the other players who are standing in the way of Leon Rose being executive of the year? Who is your competition? Is it Phoenix for getting KD? Yes.
2: Yeah, that would be one.
0: That would be one. Mm -hmm. Uh, Any surprise teams that snuck up on us who we didn't expect? Were they playing better?
1: Well, the Kings, but... The, the only move they made, though, it's not just about who snuck up. It's the moves they made. Katie is, is the obvious signifier for the Suns. Right. And Donovan Mitchell is the obvious one for the Cavs. With the Kings, they really they drafted Peter Murray, excellent pick, and they signed Kevin Herter. Those are really the only two moves they made. Right. Oh, and, and Malik Monk as well as a free agent.
0: Malik Monk. That's true. But in,
1: in totality, Leon Rose at the draft night deal where he traded Osmond Dean to OKC for three protected. Washington will probably convey. Then he signed Jalen Brunson for the most affordable contract. Broke the Charlie Ward course, curse and re-signed RJ and Mitch to two affordable deals. Then Isaiah Hartenstein, two years, 16 million. And then at the deadline got Josh Hart. That's a lot of like wins, wins, wins all over the place in different kinds of wins as well.
0: Right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, All was, those are good moves. I'm just trying to think of the opposite end. Yeah. You got the Kings, right? You got Phoenix, and then you, then you have the Cavs, because the Cavs did get Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. And now they're a top four team, and they're going to make the playoffs. It'll be the first time they made the playoffs um, outside of the LeBron James era. You know mm-hmm.
2: what I mean? I, I do have a question, though. So, executive of the year, when is that award awarded? Like, is it awarded like right after the regular season is over, or, or is it awarded like in the middle of the playoffs or after the playoffs are over?
1: I think it's during. It's at the same time as all the other ones. So, like, usually it's right the middle of the first round, right, or beginning of the second. Playoffs aren't included. It's it's only for the the regular season. Got you. Yeah, so
2: because I was thinking, because I was thinking about the with the whole Leon Rose thing, like. Okay, so say, for example, it was like between Leon Rose, I don't know who the GM is for the Cavaliers and the GM for the other teams. Then I guess it would depend on, you know, playoff runs. You know what I mean? Like, say, for example, the Knicks knock out Cleveland in the first round or whatever the case may be. And and say, for example, Wizards make the playoffs as well. Right there, that's like, okay, Knicks didn't make the move for Donovan Mitchell. They end up knocking out the Cavaliers in the playoffs. They signed Jalen Brunson, which is a huge free agent signing. They got trade they got Josh Hart at the trade deadline, which was a major pickup. And then on top of that, the trade that Leon the, the trade that Leon Rose made during last year's draft to get that Washington Wizards pick that actually conveyed and had and gave the Knicks two first round picks within for the two twenty for the twenty twenty-three draft. And I think a a strong argument could be made at that point for Leon Rose actually getting executive of the year. And that's why I wanted to know, because I was like if it's an award that's awarded, like, right after the regular season, it's like, you know, I don't know if Leon Rose is a definite to get it, but if, like, if, but if the award waits a bit, like, you know, when the playoffs go on a bit so people can evaluate, like, what happens in the playoffs as well, then I would be like, depending on what happens, like, that would probably give Leon Rose a better, you know, I guess a stronger case to win that award.
1: uh Yat brought up a great point, something that I forgot. Unloading Nerlins Noel and Kimba Walker now at Burt's, to clear cap space to not have to engage in a sign trade with Dallas for Jalen Brunson. Right. Yeah.
0: The Jalen and Brunson move was probably is is the move. It's Jalen Brunson versus Donovan Mitchell, right? Those are probably the I two think so. Jalen Brunson, Jonathan Mitchell, KD, probably the biggest moves made mm-hmm. by the, the guys who are in contention for executive of the year. So those Correct. big big moves made, then you go by if it's if that decision is made by the end of the season, then you probably look at the record. So that goes back to if the Knicks overtake the Cavs for the fourth spot by the end of this season, I think that would solidify Leon Rose for executive of the year.
1: I don't think it's just the, the record too. It's also what else did he do? Because Brunson wasn't the only move that he did. Signed Donovan Mitchell was the only significant move that Cleveland did. And KD was the only. And they, they re-signed Aiton as well. But the, even that was kind of a, a weird move because they allowed the market to dictate the extension. They were originally going to offer him less than what Portland offered him. I believe it was Portland to try to sign him. And then they had to match it to keep him. And right. like, damn, they're actually paying him more than they wanted to pay him to begin with. But they don't have any other satellite moves besides that to match up against Josh Hart or the draft night pits or unloading salary like those are really smart or trading the Knicks pit in the tam deal and keeping washington and dallas like that's that's chess while everyone else is playing checkers
0: now i listen as, as far as the front office goes, for sure i feel like the team that we have uh in the Knicks front office has done the most maneuvering probably out of any office in the nba between you know trading back to Get somebody else, draft some guys overseas. So it isn't kind of going uh, against the book. Like they've done a lot. So I agree with, I definitely agree with you. I'm just trying to think of every scenario. That's 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 really what it is. Cause I do feel like Leon has done a great job. And it kind of proves once again that, you know, Knicks fans are passionate, but sometimes we're over too passionate and we don't see the forest from the trees. And because, you know, people, you know, people were on Leon's head too, like they were on Tib's head. And yeah. a couple of months later, he's figured it out, and now we we're going from move on from Leon Rose to you know Executive of the Year. <laughs> but I agree with you, Lee. Like the moves that he made are more significant. Um, he's done more; it's a lot more chess moves to get to a similar place than the Cavs. As the Cavs So if you think of it in that direction We had to make all these t- different moves Just to get in a similar mm-hmm. place Then I can definitely see him winning Executive of the year um, But I can also I could also see the Cavs I'm um, doing it as well Of course you know I'm a homer I'm going to go for Leon Rose for sure
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, to, to me he's a front runner
0: I can see I can see it, can yeah, see sure. it man Especially if you're even looking at the, listen, if you, especially you have Emmanuel quickly, six, six man of the year, you have all these other guys getting accolades as well. I can, I can see it. I can see it, man. All right. Salute to the chat. I don't know if you guys have anything else you want to mention, uh, before we wrap it up, I feel like we talked about everything you need to talk about. I'm yep. ready I'm ready to take on the Celtics. Let's go. I'm ready.
2: Yeah, I do got a bro pick, though. Oh, let's go. Bruh. Yeah, so I'm going to go back to old school. Ryan G, stats with the facts. Because, so I don't know if y'all saw. Well, y'all probably did see, but. So Mitch, after the Knicks and Nets game, Mitch sent out a tweet. Saying that he's the best center oh. in New York.
0: Yes, I did see that. And,
2: and then Nets fans got all salty, got their panties up in a bunch, <laughs> and started and started saying how Nick Claxton is way better than Mitchell Robinson. And I just want to set Bruh. the record because you see the thing with Nets fans is you can't blame them. You know what I mean? Because they're new fans; they haven't watched much basketball. You know, the Nets moved to Brooklyn. They were like, you know what? We need a team to cheer for. So, what? Well, you know what? Let's just become Nets fans. Yeah. You know, let's hop in a bandwagon. Yeah. yeah, so, you know, this is just to school those Nets fans a bit. So, okay, Nick Claxton, does he average more points than Mitch? Yes, he does. Does he average more rebounds than Mitch? Barely. Slightly. It's not, it's not that much of a difference. It's like 0. .2. 9.2 rebounds a game, 9 rebounds a game. Not much of a difference there does he shoot better from the field 71% 67% of course he does but you know there's something called advanced analytics mm-hmm. you know stats that show the impact that a player makes when he's on the floor for a team which is beyond basic stats cuz anyone who watches basketball knows that you have players that they they may not their stats may not add up but when they're on the court, they make an impact on the game. Like mm-hmm. Josh Hart, Josh Hart does, does Josh Hart average huge numbers? No. But when he's in the game, he makes a huge impact, and it shows in the analytics. But I'm going to just go to analytics between Mitch Robinson and Nick Claxton just to clarify for these new basketball fans in Brooklyn. Okay, so offensive rating, that's the first stat, right? Nick Claxton's offensive rating, 114.9. Mitchell Robinson's offensive rating, 119.5. What a difference.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Nick
2: Claxton's defensive rating, 111.4. Mitch's defensive rating, 109.6. Hmm. What a difference. <laughs> <laughs> Things that make you go... <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> wait. Wait, wait. Net rating... Nick Claxton 3.5. Let's see Mitchell Robinson's net rating. Wow. 9.9. Oh my. What a difference. <laughs> oh, wait, hold on. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. I don't care. Mitchell Robinson rebounding percentage. All right, where is it? I, got, wait, I where is it? I got to find the right quick. Yeah, rebounding percentage. Offensive rebounding percentage is 15.1%. Nick Claxton only 9%. Mm. what a difference what a difference defensive rebounding percentage okay nick claxton got mitch robinson mm-hmm. mitch robinson there we all know they just gave mitch robinson a c in defensive rebounding so we know he's working on it so yeah Nick's, nick claxton got him beat there but let's look at overall rebounding percentage nick claxton hmm 15.6 percent rebounding percentage mitchell robinson 16.5 percent rebounding percentage oh <gasps> What a difference. <laughs> so again, who is the best center in New York when you look when you look beyond basic stats? I'm done. <laughs> take these dumbass Knicks Nets fans to Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: got one. What you got? I got broke it. So Pat Riley is one of the best coaches, executives, of all time. But the man's career is done. He, he has become one of the worst executives when it comes to decision-making the last two seasons. I am not discounting anything he's done in the last 30 years as an assistant and then a coach and then an executive because he's built some of the greatest teams of all time. But in Miami right now, He's built the AARP team. These guys are some old, washed up bums on this team. Jimmy Butler will be making $52 million when he's at like 35 years old. That is astounding. The contract for <laughs> Duncan Robinson is ascending 16 million, 18 million, 19 million, damn near 20 million to sit on the bench in some busted ass street clothes. Tyler Hero, also ascending. 27 million, 29 million, 31 million, 33 million. And let's not forget about everyone's round mound or rebound, Kyle Lowry with the fattest ass in the NBA. 28 million, 29 million to be an oversized traffic home. My bro pick tonight is Pat Riley. Bruh.
0: Dang, that was like you know, you went back. That was like years of bad Pat Riley uh <laughs> signings to give him that bro pick. I mean,
1: <laughs> where's the lie?
0: Ah, no, no lie, no lie told. No lie told. Ah, yeah, yeah, good picks, gentlemen. You know, good picks. Whew. Good show, guys. Good show, guys. I have nothing to say to that. I have no rebuttal. <laughs> that is our show, though, man. That is our show. Knicks Celtics are up next on Sunday. It's going to be a nice little test. They, they already got about beat twice by us. People was like, oh... Jalen Brown wasn't there the last time. What you gonna do when Jalen Browns go back? We beat y'all with Jalen Brown and Tatum before. Like, what are y'all talking about, son? What are y'all talking? And I, and I'm not trying to be like, oh, this next game is in the bag. But let's, let's not quantify the last one with Jalen Brown wasn't there. All right, I'm as we beat y'all. When we didn't have Mitch. So, bro, pick for Ryan G's bruh. computer. All right. <laughs> 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 I'm just, i'm I'm just glad this cease I am just glad I'm just glad it happens right after his epic rant because <laughs> that would have been oh tragic <laughs> <laughs> that'd have been tragic if that happened earlier oh man But next game, Knicks versus Celtics, we'll be here talking Knicks versus Celtics, and hopefully, we talk about a Knicks split. All right, uh, Lee, the Latin assassin, let him know where he can find you, sir.
1: Shout out, Alexander. Uh, well deserved getting that 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 mod mic. We appreciate the work you're doing, man. I I thought you were a mod from the moment that I started uh, being a co-host on the show. And I just realized, oh, damn, he don't have the little uh, wrench by his name. Well-deserved, though, brother. We appreciate the work you do in the chat, um, keeping things lively, keep the conversation moving. Uh, JLS, I'm glad that he rewarded you with that um, moderator title. All mods. Y'all do a great job. We need to link up with all y'all. We got some ideas that involve y'all's creative juices, and we're looking forward to have a conversation uh, building the brand, find me on Twitter at underscore Lea Stubito, or just search keywords. Like, bum is a really good one. Uh, <laughs> my, name should, my name should pop up. Uh, or just, you know, go to Jay Ellis' Twitter <laughs> and see who he's arguing with that day. It's probably me. And then you can
0: find my Twitter. Oh, man, appreciate it. It's funny, Lee, we haven't argued in a really long time. I feel like... The
1: vibes vibe is too immaculate.
0: Yeah. <laughs> too too immaculate. I didn't pick a fight with you. I know I feel like the vibes are immaculate, but I also feel like we've argued each other down so much during the season that I feel like we kind of met in the middle over Mm. time.
1: Yeah, I, I, I don't think there's a major thing that we disagree intensely on right now yeah like I've pulled that from from the fire Tibbs you're more on the 50 burger band bandwagon we both feel the same about RJ and Randall and Brunson like there's not really like a lightning rod issue that we want to chuck each other out over
0: yeah exactly even the drop coverage thing I was like yeah Yeah. all right I could see like I feel like we kind of like shifted and I was like all right <laughs>
1: this is cool. We'll have to wait till the summer.
0: <laughs> yeah, wait till the summer. We have more things to argue about in the summer. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> One shot to the arguments in the summer. All right. <laughs> but yeah, that is our show. Ryan G. Brown, he probably is like, screw it. By the time he get on, it might be off. But um, like, like Lee said, follow Lee or follow me, mods. We, we want to chat with y'all. Uh, find us on Twitter You already see Lee, Lee's Twitter is right there If you don't know Lee Escobedo's Maddie's <laughs> <laughs> Alright Or the KOT Show Alright But um If you don't know where to follow us On the KOT Show I'm going to show you right now Wait oh. You know what Maybe I'm going to show you Right Hold on a second Twitter The Kot Show Facebook And Instagram At The Nick of Time Show Listen to us on SoundCloud iTunes Google Play Stitcher Spotify Wherever you listen to podcasts You can listen to us Keto Snapbacks At The of Time And uh, Slash catalog All you gotta do is go there Hit catalog At the top Boom Merch pops up Get whatever you want You got Whose man is this T's Kot. Uh, snapbacks everything we got for you to purchase for, for Nick Time Thomas show alright alright and look who's back guess <laughs> who's bruh.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah, bruh I get a bruh put to your computer already <laughs> <laughs> just in case you didn't know uh-huh. I'm gonna take the name tags off since they're all like mixed up since you came in and mixed up the order <laughs> Ryan G you can let her know where they can find you though
2: you can find me on Instagram at Sergi is chilling.
0: Sir G is chilling. Sir
2: chillin. That's S-I-R-G is C-H-I-L-L-I. And you can also find me at Sir G's Corner. You can also find me on Twitter at Riot G-K-O-T. All uh,
0: right. Cool. Great show, guys. Um, That is our show, okay? And, of course, you know, as always... Shout out the worldwide west. Everywhere we go we leave a worldwide mess. A mess out here in these next YouTube streets. That's our show. See you Sunday. Peace. you you New York, big city